Welcome to Shoes Off Talk. We invite you to come in and take your shoes off. Get comfortable because we are about to have some uncomfortable conversations. Welcome. Welcome. That's right. That's right. Let's get it. Oh, man. I'm so excited about this one, man. Wait, you gotta, first you got to make sure your socks are matching. Oh, yeah. The socks have got to be on point. Uh, we got Larvell to take today. We gave him a uh, heads up notice to make sure that both of the socks would match up. I would be the one. <laughs> yes, he would be. Yes, he would be. So, uh, welcome. Welcome. This has been a long time coming. Um, yes. We have, we're not new to this. Uh, yes, this is a new show, but we're not new to this. We are true to this. True to this. Uh, let's make these introductions. I'm Tim McAfee. Larvell. Elder Whip. All right, and I'm. Oh, that's the preacher kid right there. Kid preacher in the house. Hello, kid. Kid. Y'all better ready. I can't believe Let's do it. I'm a PK too. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Let's go. What? What? Bro, 2022. I'm telling y'all, I said it earlier. 2022 was the year of we outside. Everybody was outside. Everybody talking about we outside. Everybody putting their songs we outside. Travel went up. They tagged. It was tagged COVID. Everybody was outside. That was 2022 in a nutshell. I, I can attest to that, man, because uh, I don't think COVID stopped nothing that I was doing. Not one thing. I think when you've been exposed to the military, like I've got probably 30 years of military experience between being a military brat and me being in the military. So I kind of have gotten an inside look on how our government works, yeah. and I and I've I've been able to my lifetime to get information fed to me from my dad and different people in in military to where they basically pulled the curtains back and, and okay. kind of gave me insight on how our government works. And um, so I, I look gotta say a cut about that. You know what God says about that fear. God don't give us a spirit of fear. So I didn't have it um, I, because I just felt like that regardless of what goes on in this world, who we have as a president, who, what they put in the air, whatever, whatever it is, ultimately God has a final say so and he has control of all of that. You know who else ain't got no fear? Who? Chad Sharp. Oh, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, speak on it. Speak on it, man. You talking about someone that stands? I'm talking, man. I saw that clip of that video. I said, come on, now y'all don't want no, y'all don't want no smoke, bro. Corn fed. It's always us at the most important times. You talking about from the Grammys and Will Smith? No, they got to show our ass. Why? Why? And, and it's, it's always to us, though. Like, you know, I'm not, by no means are we condoning violence, no. uh, interracial or, you know, to other uh, racial ethnicities. We're not condoning that. But it just adds a whole nother value when it's us to us. Because right. we see it as conflict and everybody outside of us sees it as entertainment. Mm. And it's a bad look on us. Mm-hmm. It, it is a bad look on us. And and I just felt like in in Shannon Sharp's position being the the voice of of a of, of not just the, the black community, but also uh the world in general. Mm-hmm. You know, because he takes a stance on something on things that 
not just the black community agrees with, but people in general agree with. And so for him to come out of a space like that, uh, I just felt like there's a time and a place for everything. Mm -hmm. That stage was not it. No. No. Well, man, I say this. When you speak on, you're speaking on it, you know, when is the right time to speak on it? When is the right place to speak on it? Not when you're in the public eye. Well, because because this is the thing is, we live in a day and age of reality TV. Mm -hmm. And as much as we want to be like, I'm standing my ground, this is a respect thing, I'm just going, we're going to keep it 100. We taking our, we took our shoes off That's and right. we're going to keep it 100 in here. We and we about. may offend some people and I'm sorry, but maybe this show ain't the show you might want to watch because we took the shoes off so we're about to get comfortable right. with oh. some uncomfortable conversations. That's right. And I'm telling you what everybody that's not us saw, mm -hmm. look at them niggas. Mm -hmm. So do you think he was, you know, actually defending his son or was it more of just trash talk that they were doing? It, it don't really matter because we know with, with media nowadays, they don't always add their own spin on it. So yeah. the more the more information, the more the more you feed them, the more they can go back to the editing room and, and make it a, a race on race thing or, or about money or, or, or here we are, we need to get them out of positions where they, they have the ability to affect any kind of change with their with their with their conversations. Mm -hmm. And we just don't need that. We need Shannon Sharp where he's at. And I don't know what's gonna come of this with his job. Because you know with us, they they can what's what's the guy that's on, on the show that Steve, uh, that he just went after? Oh, not, not Stephen uh, A, but uh No not Stephen A. Uh uh y'all help me out. Who who uh the white guy that he that he had a problem with that made a, a comment about the uh, the the the, um, the football player that just got injured with the Bills and he made a comment. Oh, um, um, you talking about? Uh, uh, come on, y'all, tell me out. Yeah, Skip um, Bayless. Skip Bayless. Yeah. So that whole thing is is we need him to be our voice when situations like that happen. Because he corrected him quick national TV. Quick faster than hurt. We need that. We don't need we don't need uh we don't need him on the sidelines at games just enjoying games. You've accepted a role, yeah it's a job and you're getting paid for it, but you're a voice for a lot of people that look like you. And so with that position comes responsibility. But, but 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 what you're saying is that he has to tiptoe. No, you don't have to tiptoe. There, there's there's just a time and place for everything. Look, I got a problem with you. We ain't we ain't got to do it in front of everybody. We can do it like we used to do back in the day. Go go behind a shed or go go behind a house. We ain't got to tell nobody. We ain't got to have no audience. Yeah, but you know this is a different age. You know everybody want to go run social media to do everything. Yeah, I even just went through some stuff like that. These kids, well, kids, and I'll say kids, want to run the social media for everything. And so I get what you're saying about how he should have took a better stance or like the situation not have happened because social media is going to run with it. Like you said, they're going to edit it, they're going to take it, they're going to spin it, do everything else with it. So. 
And you didn't have to do all that talking. Like, like if you publicly said something to me, right, bro, you you don't want these problems. Mm-hmm. And just and just keep it moving. Because you know, you you know who makes me think if I'm in conflict with them, yeah. the one that don't say nothing. <laughs> the one that just looks at you. Uh-huh. Somebody that's doing all of this, I ain't worried about you. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about that guy sitting in the back with his arms crossed like this, just looking at you. And, and anybody with any kind of, whether it's combat sports or, or, or military or just grew up in certain areas. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know what these cross arms meant. That means that you, you ain't letting nothing in and you ain't letting nothing out. <laughs> it's got to, it's, it's got to, it's got to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't letting nothing in, letting nothing out, you, then you storing up. And, and that's, that's how, like, if, if you've been in any of those spaces that I just mentioned, you understand what this means. If your mom comes to you and she gives you this look with her arms crossed, you better put it down. You know, you already know. Yeah. Bro, you know what this means? Oh, yeah. This got to mean without having to say anything. I think we all learned that. Man, I, had I had to that. so bad. I had to go outside of the store to get a switch. Outside the store, not home. Outside the oh. store to go get a switch. It's like, man, they do own own sites. That's, own, that's what I miss, bro. Sites. That's that's what I miss. Like like as a as a kid, I wasn't an unruly kid at all. But I, I tested them boundaries a little bit. Our parents you know, loved us. I, I tested those boundaries a little bit. And, and the days of, of Big Mama and, and the next door neighbor, mm-hmm. bro, I, I look, I, I know my neighbors were spies for my parents oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I didn't know that I was not in when the street lights came on. Yeah. It wasn't even home. You're right. Neighborhood raises, man. Yeah, I'm up the next day, side eyeing my neighbors. I know you told on me. I know you told on me. So, so what's crazy uh, that that carried throughout my childhood yeah. is that I understood that regardless of whether mom and dad was there, mm-hmm. people was watching. It really took a a a a. a it really took a tribe. It really took a village. Uh, to raise us back then. We don't have that no more. And we don't have that no more. We don't have that no more. Everybody's like, no, don't do that to my child. That's my child. Leave my child alone. When I, we need to get back to, well, your child was doing such and such, need to be doing such and such. Take the village. <laughs> Bro, I, I just, Look, one time I was doing something bad somewhere else back in the neighborhood. My friend's father saw us. He was his child. Whooped me. Called my mama. Told her he whooped me, and then sent me home and got another whooping when I got home. <laughs> bro, I, I, I was just, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about that, bro. Like, I got the bright idea. I was in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, and I got report cards came out. Yeah. My parents wasn't the kind of parents that was on like the the what was the parents board or whatever they call in occasionally and meet with the teachers and all of that. Parent teacher conference. My mom, when they were so involved in church that they didn't have time to be that involved in, in school. Right, right, right. But for some reason, without looking at a the calendar, they know when report card day was. Mm-hmm. 
And so I got an F on something, so I decided that I want to turn that F to a B. I turned the F to a B, and it didn't look right for me. And I knew it wasn't going to look right for them. Uh-huh. So I decided I wasn't going to go home, because I knew I knew what was going to happen. So I know it's coming. And so I, I, my mom came out looking for me, and she caught me over by the school. I said, I'm not going home. I said, uh... Uh, no, no, that ain't what happened. I came home without the report card. Mm-hmm. She, bro, it's, it's five o'clock at night. You know, schools close at like three o'clock, three thirty. Everybody gone by four. <laughs> I, I, it's five o'clock. I think I got out of practice or something. And, uh, it was like, where the report card? And I was like, we didn't get them today. I like, yeah, you got your report card today. Go back to school and get it. Mm-hmm. School closed. You better You better go see if you can get in and get it. Right. So I already know what's coming. I'm not confident in the F oh. that I changed to a B. So I decided I want to run away from home. Oh. That lasted for about an hour. Yeah. I got hungry. <laughs> it was a little chilly outside. We're back in Illinois. So I get home. Check out. And uh, showing the report card. Sure enough, it didn't look like a B. They said, go upstairs. And, you know, I, I knew what that meant. So I jump on the phone. I, I'm not tech savvy like I am now. So I jump on the phone. I call 911. Mm, wait, what? I said, yeah, I said, uh, there's a child that's about to get a whooping uh, <laughs> at such and such address, uh, this and this. Wow. And, and, um, I forgot what all I said, and then went up to the room. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't know back, even back then, they could tell what the call came from. some shoes off, tough, right, this, this, right. This, I didn't know back then uh, that they could, they could trace where the call came yeah, from. Yeah, man. Back then. Yeah. Cop came to the door. <laughs> I come downstairs because I see him pull up from my window. I come down the stairs and I'm peeping around the corner. They said, yeah, we got a call uh, that a, a child was being abused in the house. Um, uh, it, it, and, and the man said, weird thing is, it came from, from within this house. Oh, I Lord. said, oh, Jesus, I'm dead. Hmm. <laughs> Look, they got me. They, they, sir, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. No child is being abused. You know, we're good. It's like, all right, man, thank you for your time. Walked away. In the back of my mind, I'm like, don't leave me to die. Right, right. You're leaving me to die. Don't leave. Don't leave. As soon as that door closed. I broke out into a cold sweat, and I knew what was coming. So that was that was my uh-huh moment. And, and don't try to outthink parents because they always want stuff ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they did it first. They just waiting for you to do it. You know, they see I stuff. know that. But you know, now me as a parent, I and it's like I hate having that conversation with my dad because all he's gonna do is say is I told you so. He's gonna laugh. So <laughs> you're a parent now. <laughs> Man, we see it, we see it. It's like what my son, we see it. We see it before you even did it like your friends. We know there ain't no good friends, but we see it. Mm-hmm. We can see how that friend is gonna turn out. I I've seen it. Kids got it tough these days, bro. Yeah. They got a tough these days. Because we, you know, as much as I say our parents in the community 
it, it took a village and they, they knew what was going on. It's, it's so much worse with the advent of social media now, uh, with parents staying relevant like we are. Back then, our parents acted old, they dressed old. Now, parents now? Bro, my, my son's coming down. I got to check their suitcases when they hit the door, and I got to check their suitcases when they leaving out the door. Because my sons have gotten me so cold. That's what made me start doing a suitcase check. Bro, I go to my closet, and you know, I got a million pairs of shoes, so, you know, it ain't like it's going to be that day. You know, uh, so I go to my closet, I'm, I, I, one particular day I was looking for some shoes to hoop in. And I'm, I'm thinking I just misplaced them. When you got dang near 600 pairs of shoes, that's easy to do. Like, no daddy got it. So, so, so I, I go, I go and I, I look for shoes I don't find. So I just grab another pair. I don't put no thought into it. I'm like, I'm not like, where's my shoes at? So I'm on my, my son's social media, bro. And I'm like, Short weather last summer or something like that. Bro, man, short, man, 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 man. Man. We're, 
Skinny Daddy shorts. Man, look. Alright, that, that opens up a whole nother time. You know what? Before we go in there, because we're still talking about the kids. We're talking about the younger generation. There's also something else that we need to touch on that's important. Is the tweet about Tony Dungeon. Where he said, Oh, in response to the gender neutral bathrooms in school. Yes. So his words were, and this is from Tony Dungy's words, saying that school districts across the country were putting litter boxes in school bathrooms for students who identify as cats. That's what the man, Floyd. Richard Man. <clears throat> What's your take on that? And, and mind you, you can give us. You can give us your take both the the man side of it and the spiritual side. We 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 want to hear both sides of it because we don't want our conversations and our topics to be so solely based on on it, it's public opinion. But we want to be able to. The purpose of this is to educate and inform. And so, with that, even if it's our opinion. If our opinion makes you go Google or pick up a book to research or to dig and find out for yourself this information, then we've done our job. So give us your perspective on this particular topic with both sides. Mind you, he was reporting from, or he was replying to what the senator wanted, or the state representative wanted, which was menstrual products placed in boys, bathrooms across state, meaning neutral gender bathrooms. Right. So with that one, with my take is, you know, don't, I don't, no, I don't, don't stop stuttering. Okay. Stop stuttering. I this is shoes off talk. Shoes off talk. Yeah, we gonna ruffle some feathers. We got our shoes off, bro. I don't, I don't believe in all that. Tell you the truth, is because all that's doing is just educating these kids to go that direction. You know, mm-hmm. uh, back in my day, it was always girl, girl, boy, boy. You have a boy restroom, you have a girl restroom. That was it. For thousands, hundreds of thousands that of years. Was it. Yeah. So, years. so, I mean, it's like this. All you're doing is encouraging them to go any way they want to go. You know, they, they want to be both, they be both. Whatever. If they want to be one, they be mm-hmm. one. You know, if they're a boy, they want to be a girl. If they're a girl, they want to be a boy. You know, I'll tell you my take on it. Because at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's not my job who you should love, who you should talk to, mm-hmm. what you want to do with your body. That's not my thing. That's a, that's between you and God. Whatever God you call yourself one, that's between y'all. But what I see is, at the end of the day, there's still a girl's bathroom, and there's still a boy's bathroom. It's like the law has it, like, let's say you go to jail, and if you're in the middle of a change, if you still have certain parts, you still get locked up as such. Mm-hmm. Right. So why is it the same thing for a bathroom? Okay. All right. Y'all want my take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, now. So, my take is this, and we're going to keep it with kids. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to give your son or your daughter that kind of decision-making power on everything in their life, don't give them the decision-making power to decide what gender they are. Yes, they have freedoms. Like our parents used to tell us, you can do whatever you want to do. 
when you get out of my house, mm-hmm. right. in my house, it's my rules. So I just don't understand how we're going to pick out specific things in kids' lives to give them the authority to do, but then some of the simplest things about staying out late, about being on your phone, about having people over, about having girls over. We're very strict on those particular subjects, but then you go give them the authority to decide whether or not they want to be male or female. Because that comes to a, a sensitive part when it comes to their kids. When they say, okay, uh, um, Baby, whatever you want to do, you know, if you want to, if you want to be that way, then it's your choice. Say so. That's what he's talking about. That's that's the reason why we're at at the place we're at with our kids these days. Don't get me wrong. I love the moxie. I love the 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 go getter mentality. Our kids are are really uh, uh, rambunctious, and and like I I actually blame our generation and the generation. Uh, uh, Right before us, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know that Gen X and all of that stuff. I, I, I know it if I sit and think about right, it. Right, right, right. But uh, because we're not giving these kids any direction, we're just letting them free will it. You know when it started? Is when they started giving everybody participation trophies. That's when exactly what it started. Mm-hmm. You started giving like everybody gets a trophy, right? Yeah. And ever since then, it's all been about. Equality, you know, uh, gender, whatever. It's getting softer, softer. Then you had DCFS show and pop in. Mm-hmm. Now DCFS is telling you can't whoop your kids. So now we can't whoop our kids. Everybody gets an award. You know what? Everybody gets a cookie now. <laughs> you get a cookie. You get a cookie. You get a cookie. Right. Well, the the precedent the precedent that that sets is that that, doesn't, for that doesn't give kids goals to yeah. achieve mm-hmm. because. Yeah. The new, the the new, <clears throat> the new win, the new goal is mediocrity. Right. It's mediocrity. It's a gratification. We're okay yeah. with being okay. That's why we don't have these these new and inventive things and 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 people willing to take chances because we're all in the safe zone. We all we all want to do what's comfortable. We don't want to make waves. This this country was founded on making waves. Our historically black leaders knew I got one option. I'm going to be in jail mm-hmm. or I'm going to be in dead for what I believe in. Those were the two options. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to their speeches as they got, they went later on in their careers, they foreseen their death. But that didn't deter them. So we enjoy the things that we enjoy off of the backs of people that risk it all. Right. But we want to be comfortable. We want to be mediocre. We want to be mediocrity. I tell people all the time, ain't nothing regular about me. I'm not regular. I don't hang out with regular people. I don't do regular shit. Right. I'm not regular. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have, I don't have like this big idea of, 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 of everybody, how everybody, I control me. And what's around me, and I'm not around mediocrity. I'm not around regular people. Ain't nobody in this room regular. You wouldn't be in this room if you was regular. Facts. We do, un- we do, and I don't even know if this is a word. Is, it, is unregular a word? Unregular is today. It is. Oh, today. Shoot, bro, Unregular is a word. We don't do unregular stuff. Right. We just don't. Because we understand 
we're, we're men of color. We understand the struggle that we have gone through and we continue to go through on a daily basis to get to the level that we are in our life. And, and it kind of, it, it plays into my brand is, is not everybody's idea of success is the same, bro. If you came from a third world country, Man, and and, and your your objective was to have running water, be able to use the bathroom, have food, like, and you get to a place in yeah. your life where you can have those three, and we call them am- amenities. Mm-hmm. That's not amenities. That's a necessity, right? <laughs> for a lot of people, but we turn them into amenities, and that's where mediocrity comes in. We're happy with being just okay. And in the black community, it's so bad, bro, because we just want to do better than the other person, the other black guy or the other black woman. That figure out well, how we can bring them with and show them how to come with. You know, I, I was like, what, what happened to that? I mean, it's like we, it's like. Man, it was designed that way all the way back from the. I say that all the time. The system ain't broken. They it's working exactly how they wanted it to. But then you got, you got back then. When you had uh, we Martin Luther well, well, King just passed. Right. We were supposed to have overcome 50 mm-hmm. some years ago. Actually, more than that, right? <clears throat> They've been designing it ever since then. First, it was like the black structure was the black household. It was powerful back then. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about, you know, what happened to the households, what happened to these kids. Black household was something back in the day. Hey man, you messed up. I know, right? I'm messing up the house. Because, man, I'm upset about it because they designed it. Oh, yeah. We struck a nerve. Look, look, we struck a nerve. Okay. Go ahead, dog. From then to the 60s to the 70s, when they started started putting the men out the homes, Section 8, prison, uh, uh, the, the, the hood, you know, the, the, the drugs in the community. They, they just kept doing it all the way up until now. Now that it's the, uh, you know, being LGBTQ, gay, it's like they're, they're doing things to separate families. Uh-huh. It's going to continue. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But on the flip side of that, you have uh, parents, black parents. <laughs> Not all black parents, but some black parents catering to their kids, to their society, the same way that white folks do, that other uh, folks do, that's not on the level of getting their kids to a point of elevating. You know, when they come and they baby them, or they they like, okay, you just go to school, you make your A's and B's, and which is good, but then. It's like one that's had making the 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 D's and F's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the black folks pedestal on that one? I mean, get them to elevate their mindset to the point that they're gonna come back over and be like, okay, look, kid, you gotta get A's and B's. But no, they're like, oh, D's and F. Oh, baby, you can. Uh, I know you can do better. Maybe next time. And just brush it. Too Whoa! Much. Too much column. Too much column. Too much column. We, we, we. It's a natural instinct as a parent to want to protect your kids. It's, it's just a natural instinct. Uh, we all have it in us. But there are some things that you can't protect your kids from. Because let me tell you, the reason why is, is my mom and I'm sure your mom and parents used to say this all the time. I'm gonna whoop you, whoop you so the streets don't happen. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
And we, okay. bro, we didn't understand that. That was like a foreign language to us. No, I understood it like the third time I got a whoop. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but that goes without saying, bro, is that parenting is a, not a nine to five job. Oh, it's not. It is not. There's no age. It don't stop. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't get to a level where you get to stop being a parent. Don't you don't. Right. And the worst thing that you could do is not prepare your kid for when he leaves outside that door. Worst thing you could do. It, it, it is the worst thing you, you can do, but if your kid thinks that they're like the, the dominant one or the, the one that knows everything and don't want to actually listen to you, then what do you do? They gotta learn. We we've all been there. <clears throat> we've gone against our parents because we thought we knew everything. Oh, yeah. I'm going through it now. <laughs> I have a 19 year old. We at that age, 19. They not Bro. quite grown, not quite young. He's right there. So it's like, mm. but I'm trying to take my father's advice. What my father's always told me is like, all I can do at the end of the day is tell you. Yeah, you gotta find out for yourself. You gotta bump your head. My dad said, look, let the boy bump his head. You gotta let him bump his head. Got to. Get, get, like you said, get, get some of them pop knots. Mm hmm. You gotta figure it out. This, this, bro, our scars, every scar I got on me, I can tell you what it's from. Our scars tell a story. Our scars have built strength and wisdom in us. We would not be able to do the things that we do now had it not been for the scars that we have. And I'm not talking about just the physical scars. I'm talking about the emotional scars as well. So you got to go through it. You got to go through it. So it's, it's, a, it's a necessary evil. And it's just like being on a job, bro. Is 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 all you ask of your supervisor is to give me the necessary skills and training that I need to be successful in this job. Right. That's the same way it is with parenting and life. As long as you're giving your kid the necessary skills to be successful in life, to overcome obstacles, now are they going to always use those skills? No, they're not. But you know what the greatest thing about it is? Is at the end of the day, the thing that they're going to say is, Mama told me, Dad told me. And so I'm doing it. At that point, at that point, who do they have to blame? Themselves. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. Put on the lighter note. On the lighter note. Guess what's coming back to the back? Oh. Uh oh. Let's do it. Super we know it. Time. We know it. We know it. Super Bowl. Let, let us see the shirt. 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 Super Bowl. You see the shirt? You see the shirt. Y'all see the shirt. Turn, turn to the camera and see the shirt. Turn to the camera and see. Yeah. Hold on. Turn it up. Let us see it. Over here. Over here. Over here. Over here. There it is. Super Lux Rooftop Experience. We'll get back to that, but let's talk about the Super Bowl coming up. Alright. It's been a long time coming. Long time. But we're used to it. I'm going to get to the logistics before we get to other stuff. Okay. Have y'all noticed that for the last few weeks, all the roads are almost fixed? You know how long they've been working on the roads here in Arizona? All of a sudden, they all fixed now. 17 fixed? They, they got the 10. They got the 10, but I think they're going to get that 10 done 
they got one side of it done, they got to get the other side of it done. I think yeah, right. I think they'll have that done because they got what two weeks, two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah, they got shut down for a long time, but it's fixed now. I love it. Woo. I'm so glad. I'm that's that's the great thing about having an event like Super Bowl mm-hmm. come to your city is that you gotta fix shit. <laughs> you got you to do. Yeah. You ain't coming. You ain't nobody coming to your house with shoes all on the floor. The baby got clothes all over the place. Dogs and got hair everywhere. You ain't letting nobody come to your house looking like that. Mm-hmm. So they gotta fix stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And I love that. I love that because Arizona has has is it's been my home since '94. I've lived in Arizona Dang. longer than I've lived in the place Dang. in the place that I'm from. That's that that's a long time. So people ask me where I'm from. I still say Peoria, but the place that I I know and I'm familiar with that, that that I love is Arizona. I could have lived anywhere in the world. I love Arizona. Bro, people be asking, going back to Chicago? I am never going back to Chicago. I hate to say this, friends and family in Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never coming back. Right? I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back. You know what? Oh, let me let me retract that. Let me retract that. That's about it. We need to retract that. Unless God say so. <laughs> if, if God say so, we gotta move. Yeah. We gotta move. Mm-hmm. Jesus don't say so. <laughs> Jesus, please. God, if you can make a way that I can afford to get all of my family out of hell, the way I do it. I love Arizona. But man, with that being said, with the Super Bowl, we have all types of events. Parties, uh, comedy shows, concerts, fashion shows. It's a lot of stuff happening in the Valley right now. So it really is, man. Um, and I would be remiss not to mention the super must rooftop experience. Mm. There it is. There it is. Right there. So. Let me give you a little insight on that. It's really a blessing, y'all. I know, I know we're getting excited, but I really kind of get a little emotional when we talk about, when we talk about this, that, that event is because, bro, I've never worked on, you know, I've done the whole nightclub, the GM, and small percentage. All. I've done all of that. Roof. Top. I've done all of that. And it was work. It ain't nothing like planning an event for Super Bowl. It's on a whole nother level. I've, I've been working with this and my uh, uh, my uh, business partner, Michelle Tucker, uh, first class consultant, uh, Million Dollar Mingle is with us as well. We appreciate and love them. Um, but man, I, we've been working on this since January of last year. And what's so crazy is I call people a lot of high-profile people with sports and entertainment. I told them, I said, look, y'all don't want to be on board with this. I'm getting calls. I'm, I'm getting return calls. Text messages. Bro, don't, yo, don't you think it's too early? Like, we're talking like a year away. I'm like, bro, you don't know Arizona like I know Arizona. First of all, mm-hmm. it's smack dab. It starts when waste management starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest golf tournaments in the world. It's the week after Barrett Jackson, the biggest auto auction in the world. Then 28 of the 32 teams from Major League Baseball will be out here for spring training. Not to mention, Mm -hmm. 
we have snowbirds, and I, I, the number is something like 100, 200,000 people that, that comes out here from all the places where they have inclement weather. Uh, they will still be here. Mm-hmm. Bro, this is going to be a mad house. A mad house. And so, man, I've just been so blessed to put together a team that, um, that made this bearable, more bearable, but it was a lot of work. Uh, shout out to Lifetime Fitness. Uh, Lifetime Fitness is partnered with us. Uh, that's the location where the event is going to take place. Lifetime Fitness built more. Uh, all I can say is get your pre-sale tickets now. I got pre-sales going on right now for 175 for the tickets. Uh, it's actually a, 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 a two-day event. Uh, Saturday is uh, we're doing a awards brunching. Uh, and fashion show, uh, and we're just going to honor some of, of some of our high-profile local residents that we understand, man, that in sports, when you're high, you're high. But when the lights go down, a lot of these athletes and people in the entertainment industry have their own personal struggles with whatever it is, not being able to ju- adjust to not having that spotlight on them no more. Now they're, they're you know, doing the commonalities of everyday man. And, and so that adjustment is tough. It's tough for them. And so, but the people that we have, and, and there's a lot of people out there that I, I, I'm going to eventually give this award to. It's called the Arizona Game Changers. I have some of the names here. Yeah. Uh, Alton Mason. Uh-huh. Brandon Howard. Uh-huh. Dan Myers and Drysdale. Jerome Daniels. Super Snake. Michelle Tucker. Donovan McNabb, Stephen Hunter, Richie Evans, uh, Frank Sanders, Councilman O.D. Harris, and A.C. Kessel. So uh, Richie Evans, he just had that one just dropped. Yes, that's my, that's my little bro. He, he signed with, uh, it's been a long time coming. He's had a long-term relationship uh, with Rick Ross. Um, and I don't really understand that side of the industry, but talking to him, it was, you know, with his, with his experiences in that industry, he had to make some some adjustments, and he. What I love about him is is he's been with the big names, the big labels, and and didn't quite move around like like he wanted to, regardless of what the restrictions were that was placed on him. So he took a step step back and was like, "Look, I learned from all this. I'm not just going to be signing for paper. I, I I I I need to have this 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 and this lined up." And so I love what he did. He took a step back. He he. That was the relationship with Rick Ross. Bro, they, I, I think it's been three or four years, and I think he just officially signed with me um, just because, you know, he, he, he understood his power and what he brought to the table. And when you understand that, you understand what your bargaining power is. And so he, he leveraged that, man, and turned out being, you know, win-win for him. And so I'm so proud of him, man. And, yeah, his – uh. The song just came out on Spotify. Actually, actually all platforms. All platforms. Uh, day before yesterday. Yep. Uh, uh, what's the what? You know the name of it? Can't knock the hustle. That's uh, one of the songs with him, Richie Evans, and uh, Rick Ross. Yes. Can't knock the hustle. And so, uh, man, I, I'm just I'm so proud of him. Um, talking about the road not traveled. Yeah. Uh, we're blessed, man, because along with that uh, award. So, oh, and talking about the award itself is Arizona Game Changers. And I created that award uh, because 
I've got probably eight to ten medals that I've gotten as a two-tour uh, combat veteran is that um, that my the award that means the most to me is the humanitarian award. And that award just speaks volumes about your character um, and, and the whole nine. And so that's the platform that I took this award from and created for these particular people because I'm seeing their work in the community. I'm seeing the things that they're doing and, and how they're changing the world. And and when the spotlight was on them at the highest, we knew who they were, what they were doing. They were our entertainment. But it's so much more to them than that. And I want the world to know. I want the world to see. And I want them to know we see you and we acknowledge you. Not for just what you did, but what, what you're currently doing. And so that was the purpose of this award. I'm really proud of it, man, and and I can't wait to to give it to them. Um, and I know they 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 receive bigger awards than this, you know, more prestigious awards. But I just want them to know this is this is our this is super luxe rooftop experience. This is our award to you, saying that we appreciate you, we see you, and we support you. Uh, along with that, man, we got some big names like that that's that's coming up. We haven't I can't really say yet, but because we haven't really solidified everything. So I don't want to give you bits and pieces of who I want to be able to next show set stay tuned. We gotta we gotta leave something to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh I wanna be able to say everybody who's involved. Um I can tell you the partners like I said, first class consultants, um, Michelle Tucker, me, myself, Tim McAfee, uh, the International McAfee Group. Um, uh, we have, let me, let me see the, let me see the sheet. I just don't, I, I want to make sure that I'm not messing up nobody's name. Um, we have, uh, Rap Snacks, uh, which is, is, uh, Rick Ross's, uh, snack brand. Um, uh, we have the M, the, oh, McNeil Group, our peeps, uh, and then we have our, our charities. We have um, the Vanity Project. Uh, the Vanity Project was created by my boy Chris. Uh, he has two daughters that deal with SMA, um, and one of his his main struggle when when uh, he was educating himself about this disease was that. Um, was able to get funding, had a great job and great benefits and all of that. But the one thing that the one cost that was 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 difficult for them is is finding a conversion van that would cater to their wheelchair needs for both of their children. Okay. And so um, he brought me on as 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 one of the directors on the well brought me on the board. And our sole purpose, man, is, is to raise funds. Uh, to help families that deal with kids that have SMA, to try to help them with that particular uh, cost of converting the vans and stuff to be able to be used uh, to have to be wheelchair accessible and all of that. So I'm really proud of that. We're working with Phoenix Children's Hospital. Um, Michelle herself has uh, charities. Let me let me look them up. Like I said, I don't I don't want to get nobody's stuff wrong. Um, and, and man, I'm so appreciative of Michelle and, and, uh, 
Christine uh, um, and and AC Caswell and, and all the different people that's involved with this, the people from Rap Snacks and and this all that. About. I love when black folks can get together and bring Bro, their, black excellence, bring their influences, black excellence at its best, all together, black and, excellence, and for a very good cause. Yeah, you know, and that's the most important right there. It's just you know being able to help. You know the, the kids and, and not just kids, words. but just people in general that need that extra help. Yeah. Exactly, and we also have Michelle Cares Foundation, um, a lifeline for business, ensuring every entrepreneur has the resources and backing to turn their dreams into reality. Uh, like I said, Phoenix Children's Hospital, Phoenix Children's Hospital has provided world class health care to children and families in Arizona for more than 35 years. Since its founding in 1983, it has grown into one of the nation's largest pediatric health systems. And then um, uh, Kristen's uh, um, charity is Rise and Dream Foundation, and their mission is to make an impact by restoring, investing, strengthening, and empowering children, family, and homeless who need it most. Bro, I, I, that's, these, these charities and organizations are so near and dear to my heart. Um, Along after the awards, along with the awards, we're doing a, a high-end fashion show, and I'm super stoked about that because you know I'm kind of a fashion-forward kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? Bro, bro, look, look. So uh, we've been blessed. We have uh, a personal relationship with Alton Mason Jr. Uh, and his mom, Anita <coughs> Mason, um, and also his dad, uh, um, and so. We were blessed to be, we were graced with having him, uh, Anthony Mason, uh, Anthony Mason, that's a basketball player. <laughs> it's okay. Bro. Yeah, I'm old. We were blessed to have him uh, as one of our hosts for our, well, the host for our fashion show. And Alton is the number one male model in the world right now. Cindy's guy, Louis guy, Chanel has never had a black male model. This is and why this is gonna be big, and this is why y'all need there. to be there. He is, he is their guy. He Make sure y'all get y'all tickets. He, I think right now he's in Paris. Uh, he's doing a show. Um, he was Lil Richard in that in that movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Elvis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the kid is talented, bro. Yeah. I mean, dance. Thing, model, the whole. I I, I sent to I sent to uh, I, I I I think I commented on one of his posts or something he recently did. Uh, bro, he's he's Tyrese, he's Chris Brown. Hey, the show. He's he's uh your your he he's singing wise, vocals is on point. Bro, he's all of that mixed into one kid. What? Not to mention his parents raised him right. Yeah. That's so so I'm, I'm I'm excited to have him. Um, we have Sax. Uh, we have J Crew. Uh, we have Ralph Lauren. We have Lulu Lemon. Uh, we have Failure Brand. Gotta have a failure. Failure Brand will be. You know, going down the runway, okay. walkway, runway, 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 runway. And then we have um, what's the oh shoot? 
Alan Lazar. He is the wide receiver for uh, Green Bay Packers, number 13. I was trying to keep my personal feelings out of this, and you had to go, you had to go start something. I tried to keep my personal feelings. Hold up, though. The ex in the interview in the locker room, he said he ain't coming back next year. He said he played his first game in Green Bay against Detroit. Uh-huh. And you know, they just they just they just played their last game against Detroit. And he was like, oh man, that's weird. So hey. Well, I don't mind standing with bro. I, if I'm honest though, I'm 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 Steelers one A, Bears one B. Yeah. So I I can see him. I, I would be okay with him going to either one of them teams. Really would. Who, who do you think? You know, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Who you got for the Super Bowl? Who do you want to see go to the Super Bowl? Let me tell you who I want to see. Okay. Bills and uh, uh, Eagles. Okay. Okay. That's why I would love to see that. Uh, right now, since I got so much vested business wise, <laughs> my personal feelings don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. I want, I want whoever team travels well. <laughs> I want whoever team travels yeah. well. If you that bring a million people with you, damn it, silly, bring a damn jersey. I put it on. I'm rooting for you. I need you in Arizona. Oh, I need, I need all of that. I need all of that. That would be, that be more of a Cowboys and 49ers. Yeah. But, but hey, don't knock the hustle. There's a yeah, big, yeah. there's a big following with with Bills and Philly out here. And they all travel. They all travel well, especially Philly. Philly uh, is a blessing and a curse. I, I want to see. I want to see Philly out here, but uh, Philly Philly has a, a tendency to get a little unruly. <laughs> Philly Philly has. I mean, funny because true though. Yeah, we keep it in one hundred. Yeah, we keep it in one hundred. They have a tendency to be a little unruly. That's my only concern with having them out here, but I know they're going to come out here from Philly. And that's why I say that. I know people from Philly, so I, oh, I get that. My, my guys out in the map are in Philly, and I used to... Bro, Philly is one of those cities they either love you, or really they love you. It ain't going to be the middle of the road. And they're going to tell you how they feel about you. It ain't no secret. But but we, me, I respect that, because that's all I want from anybody. Right. Is you can tell me you don't like me, and we can still be cordial. At least I know where we stand. Exactly. That's I right. watch out for that person. Exactly. That I gotta try to figure out where we stand. Yes. So I, I the who I who I don't want, and, and I'm so glad they didn't even make it out of the. What was it? The I didn't, they didn't even make it to a round. Them damn Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raiders. Woo! Jesus. Now, now that one would have been. They oh, they didn't go to any other Super Bowl after this. <laughs> they didn't go to any other Super Bowl after this. We don't need to mess this one. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I know I got some Raiders fans on, on, on here that they, they're like, Tim, that's BS. You know, you know I wanted to see my team. Go, go to them. Go to them. They got enough games where they at in Vegas. And it's a short trip. How they say, it's a short walk. You're going to walk over, but you're going to live back. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm just so excited. And then Sunday, uh, well, we have the night party as well, and Million Dollar Mingle is is heading that. 
which is still our event, but Million Dollar Mingo, they do so well with their events, man, and, and I'm so proud to have them, there. them on there. board with that. Uh, then Sunday, you know, oh, we got Josh Vietti, who is a hip-hop violinist. I will tell you that one. You know, but that's one I was excited about. Uh, yeah. Josh Vietti, he's a hip-hop violinist. He was on tour with French Montana. Uh, he just got off tour with 50 Cent. Uh, hip-hop violinist, bro. Like, this event is, we, we didn't, we didn't deem it a specific demographic. It's a 21 and over event, but we didn't deem it a specific demographic of people, but it's grown and sexy. It's grown and sexy. So, uh, uh, I'm excited to have him there because that violin fits that unspoken demographic of, of what we were looking for. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that, man. And then uh, Sunday, we got the Uwe Bowl, which Rash Tanks is putting on. Uh, we got the Flavor Bowl. Uh, the big game will be shown. Um, I'm so I'm so ready for that because Rihanna's in town. She's oh, yeah. a halftime show. She's going to tell. Everybody was talking about that. We're going to be on the rooftop. Tear it up. <laughs> Not really tear it up. We don't want no problem. Right. But we gonna be up here. Partying. Partying like a yeah. giant team. 1999. Man. But, uh, man, it's just a week of, of events. And then we also have London on the track on Thursday and Friday. He's doing his, you know, London, London's friends and, yeah, London, and, London and friends. everybody associated with that, affiliated with that group. And that, and we know London on the track is is the hottest thing going right now in in the industry. And so uh, y'all better be at this event. They they, they expected he's expected to get the next Grammy. Mm-hmm. That that's how big he is. And you know some of his affiliations is is huge. Drake, we can go down down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, love happy to be working with Rap Snacks and uh, Rick Ross and his crew and all of that, man, and, and just it's an exciting weekend, and it's on the rooftop, the views is, is amazing, and come out, man, get your tickets now, roof, because we're about, we're about to make some moves that gonna take that pre-sale ticket price through the roof, I can't tell you no, no number, but, but, let's, let's, let's get, get them tickets, man, and we'll see you at Super Lux Rooftop Experience Weekend. Oh man! So what is it? What is it that, as we spoke earlier in the in the segment, what is it that you want to let the people know about shoes? Shoes off talk. Shoes off talk. Like I said, man, is is really um, we we the whole idea behind it is is when we walk in anywhere and you have to take your shoes off, it immediately makes you comfortable. You feel at home, and that's the that's 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 in essence what we are creating here is a comfortable environment. Because needless to say, we're gonna have some uncomfortable conversations, and I want you relaxed, uh, getting your 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 burka lounger or whatever they they call them, take your shoes off, get you a drink, grab some food, and tune in. You know, because we're gonna talk about some stuff that that if we were on networks, we wouldn't be able to talk about. And I think it's important, man, that we start having open dialogue about uncomfortable uh, conversations. That's what's important about these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because we're tiptoeing around stuff that we need to really put a spotlight on. And, and, 
education is the key. We talk about making changes in the world, and the only way we're gonna make changes is if we have uncomfortable conversations. And 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 the more we learn about other people's cultures, how they move, how they this this education is key. And as much as as much as you can learn, and that's the whole purpose too, is we want to educate and inform. And and yeah, a lot of this is, is our opinions, but if my opinion will make you go open a book or Google something or whatever you need to do to, to research it, do that. Do that. 